podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. Proud to be a part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 175. We are back after our winter hiatus. And unlike the team, we are refreshed and raring to go again. Um, It's been a torrid, torrid time post-World Cup. And we can only apologise for the mood of this show. Because it's, as I was just saying to Kevin... Uh, before we, we went on, it's probably going to be the saddest one we're ever going to have to go through. We've lost a host of games and we've got a lot of them to go through. But, I mean, we did start with a win, a scrappy, narrow win against Lincoln in the Carabao Cup. Then the shocking performance on Boxing Day, which saw us hit rock bottom of the Premier League after that dismal 3-1 loss uh, at home to Brighton. Uh, then we went on to Craven Cottage on New Year's Eve. Performance was better, however, the result remained the same. An agonising loss after what seemed to be a certain point. Uh, Things continued to get worse. The big six-pointer against Nottingham Forest on Wednesday night, and we once again picked up a defeat to make it six in a row. Uh, But then a third-round FA Cup visit to Crystal Palace and a win, finally. Progression in the Cup. But overall, not a very Merry Christmas at all, and we have Man City next. Uh, so we'll go through the games and we'll preview next week's Carabao Cup quarterfinal against Manchester City. And then we'll prepare for our crucial trip to Goodison Park. Uh, we also have player and goal of the month for December to award. That should be very interesting. Uh, with me, as always, is my partner in crime, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, it's Sunday, the 8th of January. It's 2023. So I guess I can still wish you a happy new year, right? I suppose so. It's never too late. Well, Happy New Year, Mush. Ah, thanks. A Happy New Year to you as well. And to all our listeners who are <laughs> who are going to be pleased that we're back, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're expecting, but uh, yeah, welcome back. Thanks for <laughs> uh, tuning in this time. And again, we, we can apologise. 
But how's the mood with with Kevin? Not not the football, but just you know, how was your Christmas and New Year back in Blighty? It's right, busy, busy, quite busy, yeah. You're always busy. Um, I know, but you know, normally I take a little bit more time off at Christmas. But uh, yeah, I was, I was still working the week before Christmas because it was on a Sunday this year, wasn't it? Mm. So yeah, the week after was a bit lazy, and this week's been uh, very lazy because so. Uh, yeah, got the whole week off. Um, every day has been a bank holiday this year so far. Oh, wow. Well, when you were here, you, you, you happened to watch two games as well, didn't you? Yeah, well, I did say that Yeah, I wanted to go to that uh, Carabao Cup match just because it's probably the only chance I've got of seeing Saints win this season. And uh, just about turned out to be true. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, well, before we start on this downward spiral, I, I just want to start by... um. Sharing some great news, actually. Our friend Alex Haas and his wife, Caitlin, have had their second child uh, in the week. A beautiful baby girl, Edith Olive Gallagher Haas. So congratulations to them both. um, And I hope everything is well. Yeah, um, congratulations. It's great to have another new saint in the world. (laughs) Share the grief. I also want to say um, good luck to my niece, Kira, who's just... Uh, she's just left to go to and live in Korea. She's um, actually doing what you're doing, Kev. She's teaching uh, over in uh, in Seoul. So, uh, oh wow! Best of luck to her. Um, she's only been over there a couple of days, and she's still struggling with uh, with the jet lag. But yeah, best of luck to her uh, in her endeavours over there. Right. Okay, Kevin. Uh, we we need to get into some news. So we'll we'll hit that first. Yes. Yes, I think there's a lot of news. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, so I think, Kevin, we're going to start with the, uh, well, I mean, with January. What happens in January, mate? I think it might be time to fire up the transfer roundabout. Let's jump on the roundabout then. Uh So then, Kevin, uh, Early business in the transfer window, which is nice. Um, the brightest bit of news we've had in a while, actually, it's um, it's Mislav Orsic. Uh, brilliant, brilliant signer. Croatian winger, 30 years old, £8 million from Dinamo Zagreb. Um, he brings some much-needed experience. He's got pedigree on the European stage and international. 216 appearances for Dinamo Zagreb um, and has 91 goals. Their leading European goalscorer of all time. Um, he scored against Chelsea, scored a hat-trick against Spurs in the Europa League. Scored in the World Cup as well. I think he got the winning goal in that uh, third-place playoff against Morocco. Um, great addition to the squad, and it's hard not to get excited about this business, really. But um, but we need more. We want more. Um, but yeah, Kevin, what's your thoughts on this um, on this signing? I disagree. It's hard not to get excited. Um, I'm I'm not excited. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just by default. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd love I'd love to see him live up to all the promise, but. Um, I just get the feeling you could sign anybody and this team would still underperform. Wow, I mean that's kind of like what I meant when I said that we need more. We want it because he's not going to he's not going to turn this this team around, but it's a start is what I'm saying and I I'm 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 positive about this and I just want to see him um I want to see him settle in. Yeah, definitely. Um it's it's a, it's an improvement certainly, but it does leave us still lacking the goal scorer, goal scoring striker that that, that we've needed for the last few seasons. 
Yeah. Um, and, and there's talk of another centre back as well, but we, we're not really sure we need one. But, you know, we, we'd rather concentrate on that, that number nine. Um, but there's talk about Jan Bednarik being recalled. Uh, there's also talk of Nathan Teller coming yep. back. Uh, and then, Jack Stevens. Yeah, uh, there's been Jack talks of a sensational return uh, for Danny Ings. Now I know this news has passed now, and and it won't it won't be happening. Um, I have heard mm-hmm. that he, he was offered the opportunity to come back, and he said no. Uh, but you never know; it could come back on again. But actually, before we go any further, let's discuss this show because I mean I haven't actually discussed this with you. Villa apparently open to offers for him because he's he slipped behind Ollie Watkins in the pecking order. You know, he's been on the bench the last few last few games. I think he was on the bench against Wolves. But then he come on and got the equaliser. Uh, he was on the bench yeah. at Spurs behind Leon Bailey. Uh, on the bench before that against Liverpool. Uh, but he played against Brighton just before Christmas and he scored that brace. So every time he plays or every time he comes on, he seems to be doing a job. But Emery doesn't favour him. Now, he's got seven goals from 19 appearances for Villa and that's the leading scorer. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't get it, really. I, I, I mean... What do you make of this news? And, and would you take him back if it, if it came back again? Uh, he's a Judas, and I would take him back in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest now, mate. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't welcome him back with open arms, put it that way. But I would love a proven goal scorer back at the squad. And because and he linked up so well with Shea, um, I just think it would be brilliant for the club. So, yeah, of course I'd take him back. But, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, no if, open if arms. If he scores and celebrates and we don't lose, uh, everything will be forgotten. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that's how desperate we are. He's seen the light, hasn't he? He's decided no, uh, which is fine. It's, I'm a bit hurt by it, to be honest, because maybe he feels there's no way back for him now. I don't I don't know. But, uh, you know, that that chapter has been and in, in gone. And I think he feels like he, he has to move forward, even though he's only got what one one more contract left in him. You would feel in, in, in certainly in Premier League terms anyway. Um, but what, what about the potential of uh, recalls of Bednarik, Stevens and Teller then? Where, where do you stand on that? I think they all solve different problems that don't exist. Yeah, OK, we, we do need a better defence. But um, yeah, Jack fucking Stevens and Jan Bednarik, they're not the solution. No, they're not going to make, make us better, are they, overnight? It's not going to happen. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, Salisu and um, Bella Kotchap and Lianko, you know. Um, oh God! Um, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about all of them, aren't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we go over the matches, varying degrees um, of, of uh, success, yeah. But yeah, ostensibly they're they're much stronger defenders than than those two. But yeah, bring, bringing them back in, um, I suppose the, the only argument is is that they haven't been training under Nathan Jones, and um, I don't think any of them have been. <laughs> well, Stevens and Bednarik haven't been anywhere near him, so um, yeah, maybe that's a positive they could bring to the team before they go exactly the same way as the, all of Brighton centre backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but rumours, transfer rumours, then of coming in. Never, never mind the players that we've sent out on loan for the season. Um, I, I'm hearing some good stuff actually. I'm hearing that there's going to be more business, and they expect to sign, uh, you know, a couple more players at least. Um, before we we hit the, the Premier League again, so that's that's good news. Um, are you hearing any rumour? I want you to go through these rumours for me. If you're uh, if there's anyone that, that stands out for you, got got a few that have been doing the rounds that are quite well known. 23 year old Nigerian striker Terem Murphy from Lorient. 
Yeah, he, he's doing well in, in Liga, isn't he? He's uh, like the third highest uh, scorer in the league behind Neymar and um, Mbappe, I think. So, yeah, he's he's banging in the goals. So that that that, that would be reasonably exciting. Yeah, we've got the 21-year-old Senegalese striker Nicolas Jackson from Villarreal. 23 appearances over two seasons. <laughs> Guess how many goals, goals he scored? Two. Yeah, have you looked? No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> it's two. Oh, that lethal goal scorer that we need, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound exciting, does it? Not not, not especially, but, you know. He's got more goals than uh, Sekumara anyway, so. That's true. Um, although, I don't know if we're including the, the goals he scored before he came to the Saints. But, um, yeah, Carlos, uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Yes, yeah, 11 million euros from... Um, uh, racing club in, in uh, Argentina midfielder apparently that, that's that been rejected and I think they're holding out for a 15 million euros so okay yeah not the tennis player no not the tennis player <laughs> um, but in 43 appearances for racing how many goals do you think he scored none four that's okay still what, is not he, great is it yeah but he's a 19 year old midfielder his job isn't to score goals he's you know he, I'm hoping he's he's going to He's going to be that playmaking midfielder that we need, and he needs to, you know, find those people for us. And, and instead of passing it side to side and backwards, um, he might be able to to set the offense on fire. But who knows? Yeah, I really don't understand all of these midfielders that we've been linked with, especially now that um, Orshich has come in. Um, I don't think we need midfielders. We've got fucking loads of them. Yeah, but they're no good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all of them. Come on. Uh, we've got Stu. Yeah, who's who's not playing at the moment, but yeah. Prousey, Lavia. Yeah, who hasn't been playing great, and Lavia hasn't oh, been, been playing. Also. You know, I meant Ward Prowse hasn't been playing great, has he? He's starting to pick it up oh, right. right now with some goals. I mean, he can't even score a penalty these days. I'm sure we'll get onto that. Okay, um, a few more, a few more that are uh, that are quite well known. Chuba uh, Akpom, 27-year-old Nigerian striker from. Borough, uh, who's one of the league goal scorers in the championship. Uh, yeah, he scored uh, 18 goals for Borough. So again, we're preparing for the championship, aren't we? We know how that We've works. Got, Whenever you, know, you get a championship striker, they, they just seem to flop at Premier League level. Yes, yeah, the thing, isn't it? Um, it's like Jok- Jokic so many... as well at Coventry. There's at least scoring the goals um, yeah. for them, and not a lot of people want him thinking that he's not going to be able to do it in the Premier League. but Yeah, yeah that's the thing I was, I was going to mention um, him. But yeah, we've got so many top scorers from the Championship in previous seasons, you know, Adams, Armstrong, and the like, just haven't been able to prove it at the top level. So yeah, that would be a, a, no, a no from me. Um, yeah, as well as Djokovic, I was going to mention uh, Beto from Udinese. Mm, okay. 24-year-old. Portuguese striker. Uh, it's Michael Keane as well. Um, yeah. Centre sent back on loan from uh, from Everton. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> another defender. It would, yeah. Would you like to play the traditional game? Oh, of, I'd love it. Uh, yeah. Transfer rumour or transfer fake? Yep, let's do it. How many have, how many have I got? You've got five. And how many of them okay. are true? Four of them are real rumours and one I've just made up and pulled out of my ass. So what's the objective? To find out the one that you've made up? You've got to sniff out the one that I made up. Oh, okay. I think I'll be able to do that. All right. Okay, so uh, 22-year-old Ghanaian striker Antoine Semeno 
from Bristol City. Well, I know that's real. 24-year-old Swedish striker Jesper Carlsson from AZ Alkmaar. 20-year-old Moroccan striker Hassan Benoun from Standard Liège. 26-year-old English midfielder Ryan Kent from Rangers. And 21-year-old Israeli striker Lille Abada from Celtic. Mm. I think the Lille Abada and the At- uh, Antoine Semenyo is, is, is correct. I think they're real. Uh, Ryan Kent. Oh, God. Um, I'm guessing that all these players are real, but you just made up a rumour. One of the players is not real. Okay, I'm going to say that you've made up Carlson, the Swede, because that would just be easy, right? Just thinking of a Swede called Carlson. So I'm going to say that's made up. That's bullshit. No, that is a real rumour. Mm, then my second guess would be Hassan Benoun. Hassan Benoun, yeah, I just made him up. Uh, okay, um, not player news as such, but we have made an approach for Man City's academy director, uh, Jason Wilcox. Uh, I remember Jason Wilcox as a player for Blackburn. I, mean, I think he won the, the league with them back in 95. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Wilcox to become our new director of football. I, I can't imagine uh, it's a move that he'll truly consider, considering that he's in charge of the academy at Man City. Is it a promotion <laughs> from an academy director um, to a director of football? It's got to be a promotion. But, I suppose so. But mm. I mean, if Saints are getting relegated, you can't really consider it a promotion, right? I mean, I don't know. And this is after, I, mean, I don't think we've announced it in the news, so Matt Crocker leaving at the end of, of the Of course, season. yes, yes, mm. again, yeah, well done uh, for remembering, I forgot about that. Um, and <laughs> I've seen some rumours this morning, Kevin, and, and I'm, I know it's going to happen everywhere, and whether it's true or not, but uh, resurfacing again, uh, Sean Dyche is, is, could be coming in to replace Nathan Jones. Um, if you think we're playing, yes. if you think we're playing hoofball now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because if he comes in, I'm, I, I, I can make a guarantee that Salisu and Bella Kochap will have the most touches in the league. Will be nil nil every single week. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be enough to survive. Um, I guess it's okay that's... if if you've got that big target, man. But we don't have that. So. Yeah. That's right. That I mean, I would, I, I actually would. Um, yeah, I'd love Dyke at this point. Would you? Yes, yeah, I, I think you know Deutsch, but you can't, it, you know, uh, it's, it's no, it maybe it might not be popular in certain sectors of the fan base, but at this point, okay, um, jumping off we'll of that, a particular style of football, and yeah, he can uh, if he can tempt in a big target man, you know, we'll just shit house one nils um, every other game, and that'll be enough to keep us up. I'd love it. Oh God, I can see Andy Carroll coming or something like that. Oh. No, I mean, it's all very well you saying that, but I mean, would you have been okay with Sean Dyche coming in after Harson Hertzville and before uh, Nathan Jones? Before Nathan Jones? <laughs> so, what, uh, Dyche yeah, gets just, us relegated, then we get no, 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 uh, Jones just, in the championship? Just, just hypothetically, would you have been okay with the Sean Dyche appointment before Nathan Jones? Mm. Not uh, instead of Nathan Jones. I mean, only uh, later on in the season, at, at the point that it happened, it wouldn't have made any sense. But okay. if we've got, you know, sort of 15 games to go, and John Dyche is, he, he could be the new Sam Allardyce, you know, the, the firefighter <laughs> manager. Okay. Why not? Why not? Okay. We've got nothing to lose. Excellent. Okay. Well, on that note, I guess you haven't got any more rumours now. Um, no. no. Okay. Let's move on then, because I want to discuss Nathan Jones with you. And yeah, he's not setting the league alight and he's not filling the fan base with joy. No. Well, that's that's putting it lightly. Uh, fans calling for his head already. At this level, he's not good enough 
or or is it that he hasn't been good enough? Which one would you say? Both. Okay, he's not good enough and he hasn't been good enough. That's fair, fair enough, I suppose. And he probably won't be good enough either. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, out of his depth, I guess. And his, his team selection is nothing radical, though. It's it's no different from, from Ralph. But tactically, we're just far off. I mean, he's tinkered with the back three, which we know hasn't worked under Ralph. And it's almost like he's trying desperately to prove that it can work for us. And he's just being stubborn in that approach. But we don't seem to have an identity under him. I don't know what sort of play that he wants us to do. I mean, the players look fed up. These youngsters are going to start losing confidence fast if they haven't already. And I want to jump forward a bit to that Forest game on Wednesday night because... You know, a dozy comes a dozy comes off the bench and he's trying to make things happen. That's the sort of player that he is. You know, he wants to he wants to get fans off of the, off their seats and he wants to he wants to have a go at people, which is fine. But I mean, as soon as he's touched the ball, he's got three forest players on him in an instant. It's like they know what he's going to do. <laughs> Tactics. I've actually done their homework, Forest. Fair enough, right? No one's helping a dozy out. No, there's no movement. Uh, so inevitably, he loses the ball and then his head drops. And he starts to blame himself and you can see the confidence just just oozing out of him. And it can't be healthy for them, for any of them. No, I mean, and he does come on, you know, when we're 1-0 down and they're just trying to, you know, grind the match out. But at that point, uh, not, we shouldn't be grinding a match out. We should be going for a, for a goal, surely. But we just don't seem to be having it. I mean, we heard fans at Salahs Park screaming that his football is shit. Well, I, I thought it was the Palace fans at first, but then I realised it was us. And it, it has become so bad to watch. You know, it's just void of any positive play. It, it becomes, you know, sideways, backwards and launching the ball up, up long. It's not the Southampton way. Fans don't deserve to see this. And what, what is his, what's his style? What, what's he trying to achieve here, Kevin? I, I really don't know. And he's tried out so many formations. I mean, uh, the, the Palace won probably the first game under Jones that the team sheet comes out and you're like, OK, that looks like a, a formation that I recognise. Uh, I understand, you know, what each of the players is supposed to be doing. And the previous ones, it's just been so weird, you know, with this, um, three at the back, five at the back, four at the back. I mean, this is and this is, you know, in the, in the space of the same match as well. But I mean, this is this was the work that he was supposed to be doing during the World Cup. Yeah, it's like he he's, he's just he's just got the appointment. He's gone and lost three one at Anfield and thought, okay, put that to bed. Now the real work starts, and he's just put it away. And then he's come back to it and said, right, if I try this and I try this, and he's tried out all these things against teams that we should be beating, not realizing that we're going to be bottom of the league and that we haven't got time to to, to lose to these these teams. It's yeah, if he wants to win over the fans, this is definitely not the right way to do it. For me, I mean, I'm still stuck on the Ralph Express that's sort of ground to a halt at a siding somewhere and the, all the lights have been turned off and the, the doors are locked and I can't get out. <laughs> and, you know, Jones comes in. Um, yeah, I wasn't massively impressed with the, the, the choice of him as a manager, but I thought, you know, reserve judgment, wait for him to to impress me. He hasn't, and I, and I feel that it. I, I don't really think that it was the Ralph was necessarily the problem. I think he's been sort of set up to to fail with the the signings that we made. We we didn't get that goal scorer. I think if if we had got Gakpo and 
you know, an odd goal here and there, and we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. Ralph would still be manager. OK, I'm going to play devil's advocate because he has inherited this squad from Ralph, don't forget. Those are Ralph signings that he did make, you know, and you could say that uh, Jones needs a window, but we need to see what Sport Republican oh, is willing to do for him. <laughs> uh, but should, should we give him a window? I mean... Let him bring in some of his players that he wants, because this let, let it be his squad for a little bit. I mean, Orsic is already in. Excuse me. Um, but is it too late for that already? Can we can we give him? Do you him think Orsic is a, a Jones signing? Um, possibly not. I think they would have been eyeing him up for a, a long time before. Yeah, because I mean, the reason I say that is because there was a lot of Premier League clubs. I think West Ham and Everton were interested in him. I think Wolves had a last minute uh, look at him as well. So the fact that he jumped on the Saints one right when they were bottom of the league it is a bit iffy so it might have been agreed ages ago sure uh but we're never going to know that are we and but, i mean can we really afford to give him time under you know the position that we're in but you know it is only january so let's not forget there is time but at the same time if we can't beat nottingham forest at home who can we beat yeah, precisely on the course that we're, we're on uh we're we're on the we're, we're sliding down a snake to the championship i think a lot of fans are saying that you know ralph's downfall was the fact that he signed these players that were young and, and didn't have the experience and jones has come in and already we've got a 30 year old whether it was his his idea or not it doesn't matter but uh it's kind of like live by the sword, die by the sword for Ralph. So in that respect, I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, I was so sad to see Ralph go because I'm. A, I love Ralph. I still do. Mm. But I do think that we needed a new approach and we needed a new manager in. Um, I just don't think that, that that Jones is the right man for the job. And already it's um. Yeah. It's looking bad. I mean, looking then, at it, would we have been better under Ralph for these? four or five games it wasn't getting any better kevin it was getting worse and worse under ralph and he was losing fans wanted him out and now it's worse than than the bad it was getting under ralph Mm, possibly but i mean you have a look at his his record you know in the six games that he's taken taken charge so he lost 3-1 to liverpool at anfield okay (laughs) we scored uh, you beat Lincoln in the cup, you lose 3-1 to Brighton, Just. you lose 2-1 to Fulham, uh, you lose 1-0 to Forest, and then you go and beat Palace in the FA Cup. Uh, so that's six games, that's two wins and four losses, and two wins obviously in the cup. Four Premier League games, four losses, um, and a narrow win against Lincoln in the cup, but as I say, progression in both. And I want to have a look at like, looking at Ralph's first, first six. Uh, Ralph won two, lost three, and drew one, so seven points for Ralph. And even if you look at Mark Hughes' first six, won one, lost three and drawn two with five points. So <laughs> Mark Hughes did add a better record than, than Nathan Jones has had. But when, Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but when Hughes took over, we were in a similar story, right? Because Pellegrino had driven us into trouble. He'd won one game out of 17. Um, and Hughes only had from March to change things around. Jones has got considerably more time than Hughes did. So we do appear to be better off. But we weren't bottom of the league then. No. And we, we have to discuss the, the possibility of relegation because it is a ma- massive possibility now. And if the worst was to happen, do we have that, that, you know, any Premier League quality players that you believe would stay on? Because you'd expect Prousey to go, right? Because he deserves to be playing in the Premier League. And you've got to look at uh, Kyle Walker-Peters to go, Salisu, Che, uh, Livramento. He deserves better than the championship, right? And you, you think the rest of the squad are only championship quality. 
And could we keep hold of those youngsters like Lavia, Adozi and, and, and Bella Kochab? I don't know. I just don't know. For them, um, you know, they're not on the, the, the super huge wages that we'd have to get rid of. So I imagine that um, for them, the chance to um, uh, gain promotion, win something, go back to get back into the Premier League. Uh, that that could be a good opportunity. I think Livermore would stay just because of the the injuries that he's had and everything. Don't forget Chelsea um, have that buyback clause. Uh, yeah, I don't see them <laughs> activating that anytime soon. But yeah, all the other players you mentioned would probably end up going as well. And yeah, with with that squad, is it good enough to to get back in the league? I mean, maybe with the right manager. <laughs> Well, Nathan Jones is the right manager on that level. Or is he? Uh, is he? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, that goes through. What's the ambition for the club, Kevin? Because you sense that they're just happy around that 16th, 17th mark and just making money. There's no real desire to push for anything else. There's no big signings, no big manager names. And it's almost like Sport Republic have made this appointment with an eye on the championship because it is a championship squad at the moment. And he's a championship manager. And, uh, that would make sense. They they seem more interested in building the Sport Republic empire rather than focus their efforts on the one club. Um, and this was my concern to you a month ago when when they purchased that Turkish outfit. I can't remember who they are. Apologies, but um, yeah, that's and it. apparently Rasmus has been spending a lot of time out in Turkey. It, that's the next best thing, isn't uh, next thing, isn't it, for them to just building and build an empire and. and to how with Saints, and that's not what I'm happy with. I want them. I want an owner that comes in and wants success, not to make money like a Mike Ashley would want to do, not to build an empire like Sport Republic seemingly wants to do. We want someone that, that, that has a connection with the fans and actually wants what we want. And I don't know whether that exists in the, in the modern Premier League. Yeah, um, it's strange, really, because you think you could, you're building an empire, you build it around your biggest asset, which, which is Southampton. Um, you can't, you know, go to other smaller clubs and say, look, you know, what you want to buy your club, we've got a model uh, for your club, we want to do what we've done to Southampton and uh, send them tanking their way down to the championship. <laughs> Yes. You yes. know, I mean, when City go around and set up all their franchises around the world, you know, they they can, yeah, you know, they, they've won the Premier League multiple times and have done reasonably well in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, there's something something to look at there. So, you know, some some promise, but yeah, it seems strange to build an empire around a sinking ship. Yeah. Um, some injury news then, Kev. We have to talk about uh, Armel Belakotchak. It's not serious. He, he just tweaked his knee in that Forest game. Uh, it shouldn't be too long, like a week or two, which which is which is fine. There's no real concern there. Um, Stuart Armstrong as well. I was concerned about him, Kev, because he doesn't appear to be James's favourite, does he? And he hasn't started under James. And I was starting to worry, but you know, he's revealed that he has been playing through a bit of pain. I'm glad that's the case because. Um, you know, hopefully when he's fully fit, he'll have more of a regular role under James. Yeah. With any luck, this has been going on for almost a full season now. But I mean, yeah. In the middle of last season. Yeah. It'd be great to get him back to full fitness anyway. The Lonies, Lonies. Uh, Caleb Watts, he scored twice in Morecambe's 5-0 win over Burton on New Year's Day. Uh, Dan and Lundaloo's Cheltenham, uh, he scored in their 1-0 win over Shrewsbury Town on the 29th of December. Uh, Nathan Teller continues to have a great season. Um, he scored in Burnley's 3-0 win over QPR on the 11th of December and then again on the 27th of December in their 3-0 win over Birmingham. That's eight goals and two assists on the season for Teller. So, yeah, stellar season for him. Uh, Dinal Simeu, 
Uh, his spell at Tranmere has come to an end and he's moved up a league with Morecambe. So he's linking up with Caleb Watts. Uh, he had 15 games for Tranmere, one goal, two yellow cards and one red. Yes. <laughs> and that is it for the uh, Lonies. Uh Kevin, I believe we have to award the player and goal of the month for December. Um, yes, player and goal of the month. I'd almost forgotten that we'd done it. We gave you the choice of the four goals that Saints scored in December. Um, Adams, of course, scored two against Lincoln. Uh, Prousey had one against Brighton and one against Fulham. I think the only one that was any good was the one against Fulham. Uh, which got 91% of the vote. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's an obvious one, wasn't it? He wants a rebounded penalty for a goal of the month. But yeah, so glad we got that for the month. Okay, and um, yes, our candidates for Player of the Month for December. Um, of course, we haven't really talked about our men of the matches uh, for the December matches, really, have we? Um, no. So uh, the ones that stood out we discussed before were Prousey, uh, uh, Adams and Samadozi. Um, but just for tradition's sake, we felt that we had to have uh, four. And I thought we could put, put in a little protest vote of uh, Shane Long. <laughs> Please, tell me Sh- about. Please tell me Shane Long didn't win player of the month. Because <laughs> we joked about it doing it before and I did put him in. And the winner with uh, 42% of the vote was Shane Long. It was not. It was. It was Shane Long. Oh my God. He how just we, edged Pharisee. How are we supposed to put the player of the month, Shane Long? Oh God. Uh, some, still done better than somehow I don't think people are going to quite get what we're trying to do, but never mind. Well done, Shane Long. You've been immense. Um, well, incidentally, James, won't do that <laughs> incidentally, James Wood Prowse has been shortlisted for uh, Premier League Goal of the Month also. So, uh, But our, our award is much more prestigious than that, of course. Uh, the B team then, they were back to action on Friday the 6th, uh, which was this Friday gone. Uh, a 3-0 home win over Derby. Uh, goals from Cammy Doyle, Jimmy Morgan and, of course, Dom Ballard. Uh, up to second in the league now. Which is which is great. And next they play Newcastle on Friday, the 13th of January at 7 p.m. And that is at the snooze. So uh, and the women uh, play uh, next week, next Sunday, the 15th of January, 2 p.m. at St. Mary's. Uh, and that is against Lewis. Uh, under 18s as well. They return to their action on Saturday, the 14th against Leicester. That's 11 a.m. and that's a staple word. So all three games, B-team, women and the under-18s are all at home. So, yeah, that's all next weekend as well. Friday, Saturday and Sunday for you. Right. OK, Kevin, um, we are going to have to go through these games. We'll, we'll go through them quickly because, um, wow, I mean, who wants to relive most of this, right? Uh, so the first one, 20th of December, Lincoln, a 2-1 win in the Carabao Cup. Uh, we went down inside two minutes to an own goal from Bazunu. <laughs> Once again, not able to deal with a cross. Uh, che Adams spared our blushes with a double and gave us the reward of Man City in the quarterfinals. Kevin, you were in Southampton for the game uh, and you went to the match. Uh, a scrappy one, uh, but fearing the worst after going going down inside 120 seconds. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't, wasn't impressed at all. Um, I was quite confused by um, what happened. It was from a, from a corner, wasn't it? Um, really dodgy, scrappy goal. Uh, um, 
thing went down as Zunu own goal, wasn't it? It was. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, the crowd there those calls for an offside and the foul on Bazunu. But um, I mean, we were dreadful for most of that first half. And um, yeah, to be honest, probably deserved to be a, a goal down. Yeah, the winner came in the 74th minute too, so it took took a while for the for the winning goal to come. And it, not exactly an, an, an inspiring performance, but progression into the quarters anyway, and a date with Man City. Um, I didn't see this game, um, and I only had you know gone on reports, but you know I was looking at the stats and 69% possession, 16 shots, only six of which on target. Uh, I mean, was it as frustrating as the stats appear to be, or was it another one of those you know uh, Nottingham Forest games where they just didn't? couldn't do enough with it. No, it, it was frustrating. I got the feeling that Che was really pulling that team on his own. And it only sort of came to life when he made that, that triple substitution and the formation changed and um, started pressing a bit more. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think once that goal, the goal went in, uh, the first Che goal in the, in the first half, um, I think as long as we go into halftime not losing, we'll probably be fine. But yeah, it did take take quite a while for the for the goal to come, uh, and I was uh, worried that uh, it might go to penalties, you know. And uh, because I think all the trains were off that night as well, I wasn't entirely sure how I was going to get back home. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, but yeah, luckily Shay Shay did the did the business, and uh, yeah, that was that. Yep, uh, and a quarterfinal spot, so nice. Uh, and then uh, Boxing Day happened. It came three-one loss to Brighton. Awful, awful game, and, and too much turkey on Christmas, I, I imagine. And wow, we certainly got the stuffing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as bad as it gets, really. I mean, I'd go as far as to say that this was the worst performance of the season. Uh, just dreadful, and three goals down. As well, with goals from Lalana, another own goal. Uh, this time was it was Pero, wasn't it? And then Solly March with a beauty. Um, before James Ward Prowse gets a consolation from the rebounded uh, missed penalty. Um, I was absent from this game because I was in bed ill. Uh, and mm. you know I couldn't couldn't make it. But if I if I wasn't ill beforehand, I, I would have been afterwards anyway. But once again, Kevin, you attended and. Oh, Jesus, a real bad game for you. And I actually spoke to you um, on the day after this. No, the day before. And you weren't feeling too good about the game. And you said that Brighton were going to win. And I think you predicted that as well. And yeah, just a real bad time for you, Kev. Maybe maybe Jones isn't the problem after all. And it's you. It's me. Well, I mean, they've um, played a few times without me in attendance and have done um, arguably just as badly. But I mean, I had to put my hands up and... Uh, clap quite softly when uh, March scored that was it the third goal wasn't it <laughs> it was yeah uh, it was an absolute banger yeah mm. and that I think I'd just please show us some mercy and leave it at that <laughs> they pretty much did yeah um, anything stand out for you though I mean because Samuel Dozy got his first start and he looked to be our best attacking threat really didn't he he, he was very positive yeah um, I, I was uh, from where I was sat I was sat in the same stand as, as you you're normally in but a, a lot higher up so I had a, um, a decent uh, view of uh, their, their, that new Japanese winger that they've got I've forgotten his name uh, Matomo is it something like that um, but I mean he just had so much space uh, it, you know whenever that the ball got into that, that section of the pitch on, on 
their left hand side. Um, yeah, Walker Peters was just you know, having his pants pulled down constantly. Yeah, it wasn't a great uh, game for Walker Peters, was it? No, and it's, yeah, it's just Walker Peters and Gineppo on that side, and he, they they just completely ruled it. Shall we? New Year's Eve, uh, Fulham. 2-1 loss, again, ending the year with another defeat. Not not the best way to go. Um, despite the Boxing Day defeat and performance, I still went into the Fulham game quite optimistic. Um, I don't know why. Uh, the performance was, it was much better, uh, but it's still a mile off where we need to be to survive this. And that was, incidentally, it was a third own goal in a row. And this one was from Prousey. Um, not his fault. Um, he scored a wonderful yeah. equaliser, though, as, as we mentioned, the, uh, the goal of the month. Uh, trademark free kick to give us uh, well a point I thought that point was there uh, yeah, yeah. but of course you know 88th minute Polina heartbreak and just um, I don't know if we I, I'm convinced that if we would have got the point against Fulham then I think we would have gone into Forest and we would have beat them uh, it's just I think that just kicked us and it's just it just shows where we are at the moment and the bottom of the league team, you know getting a point against Fulham is great because Fulham have been doing so so well uh, and going into that yeah. Forest game after after that little bit of a boost would have been would have been fantastic, I think. But no, uh, heartbreak, heads down, and just a, yeah, just an awful end to the year. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, uh, that we were just kind of trying to grind out a result, weren't we? It really was. I was, uh, you know, as excited about a point as you can get because um, I did predict a one-one, and then yeah, that that corner uh, when Palenia scored at the front of post, I just think, wow, okay. What are we Thank doing? You. What Thank are we doing? Considering uh, conceding goals from corners, that's not like us. Yeah, yeah. All, all of those, you know, set peeps coaches that we've had uh. <laughs> doing their job well. But yeah, that Fulham game mm-hmm. though, it was it was a better performance, wasn't it? And it, like I said, it was, but it was a mile off from where we needed to be. I kind of liken that that Fulham performance to the second half performance against Palace yesterday. Um, much better, uh, but still just not where we want to be and we're not where we deserve to be and not what the fans want to see but again there, there are signs of improvement but just not enough and we and we haven't yet thrown away any points from a winning position so no. that's a positive isn't it yeah i like it i'm here for the positives because there's not many of them to go through and uh, i mean we haven't haven't been in a winning position no uh yeah and then forest that this i mean oh wednesday night uh an embarrassing one i guess it's another defeat and if the Brighton game performance was the worst, then this was the most frustrating because we all still felt that we could win this game. And I still felt we were going to win this game. And, you know, against fellow relegation candidates, Forrest, they're winless away from home. Only scored one goal away from home. And then, you know, enter Southampton and we changed their fortunes and pushed them up to 15th, I think, at that, at that time. Yeah, and they, and they were pretty dreadful, to be honest, to get the, the Forest side. Um, but we were just so much ab- more abjectly bad. It was just for um, me that the frustrating point for me was the fact that we couldn't do anything with the with the ball. And no, we didn't even get a shot on target, did we? No, and Forrest themselves only had one shot on target, so there was only one shot on target yeah. the whole game, and that was the goal. They scored. So yeah, and uh, uh, one year, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was a mistake. It was a Lianco mistake, and it, they never looked like threatening yes. at all. And I guess you know, just shocking with the ball, and, and and I struggled to really figure out what went so wrong and where it went so wrong. And it's just we couldn't offer anything. And then you look at the stats, like sixty-two percent possession, no shots on target. That is just tragic, and nothing created. 
And it started off fairly brightly for I mean for, for both of them. Adams had that um chance that he just blasted wide. Trademark um, Adams, as, yeah. As he's prone to do, yeah. Um and Johnson hit the bar quite early on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was a bit of a whoa, wake up guys, wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I mean, thought it was when, going to be a tasty encounter, but nothing really happened after that. No, apart from the, the mistake from the anchor. And when, when things are that tight and, you know, cagey down there, you don't want to make a mistake. One error is going to be costly, and that's what did it. I mean, we there, there's another yeah. stat here. There's another one that made me really like, what the fucking hell are we doing with this? 365 <laughs> passes to their 180, and most of those were sideways or back. It, 365 yeah. passes and you couldn't even muster a shot on target. What are you doing? What are you seriously? That is, even if you realise like in the in the 80th minute that you haven't had a shot on target, let Bazunu have a shot. Let somebody have a shot. Do something. Just stop going backwards all the time and sideways. And it's just this ugh. is why the fans are so frustrated. I mean, it just you know, it doesn't take much for the for the for the crowd to get annoyed. But yeah, all the, all the sideways and back passing, which is just unnecessary. And, you know, all the build up play and then you get the ball into the box and there's no fucker there in the penalty box. No, no. And like I mentioned so uh, for what? at the start like with, with a dozy, you know, and when he came on, it was like, OK, we've got someone that's it's electric and he wants to do what. Yeah, band, like, you know, yeah, he wants to run with the ball. But when you get three men on him straight away and then there's no movement and there's no one helping him out, it's like. What are you supposed to do? It's it, it, it's just yeah. I, I I keep trying to think of it. This is just a, a bad spell. This is just a bad spell. It's only going to be you know a matter of time before something clicks. Um, but I, I I don't know. Is that just me being so completely cynical that waiting for a bit for the for the bit for the good times to happen that might not necessarily come? I don't think they are coming, mate. No, I don't think they are either. I don't. And, I don't unless think... we. With just again an amazing cup side. Yeah, maybe maybe we could be the first team to win two cups and get relegated. Oh, I, I remember Middlesbrough did it, didn't they? They um they got to two cup finals and got relegated. Fun. They didn't get they didn't get to the, both of them, but Middlesbrough did it in '98, didn't they? Got to the got to the League Cup FA Cup final and got relegated, but they obviously they lost both both cups. But still, they got there. This could be this could be oh. our year. <laughs> Does that mean we're going to win the FA Cup? Oh. I'll take that. <laughs> No, no, no. I think we've got to, we've got to stay in this league. We got to. Um, and but yeah, the cup form, as I said, Crystal Palace yesterday, a two-one unexpected win because it's just, isn't it typical? Yeah. It's like all through this bad spell, I predicted Saints to to win all of them, and then the one game that I predict them to lose, they go and bloody win it. It's, <laughs> uh, win from behind too, as well, in much better performance than on Wednesday night. And you know we had some good spells. Lianco was better because I mean he, he had Zaha to deal with as well. Um, and he he is more of a threat than anything that Forrest had. Yeah, well, I can't really praise praise Lianco in the build up to their goal. No. Um, oh, of course. Useless. Yeah. And yeah, considering how much they, of a unit he is, oh, yeah, just lost not, him. Yeah, and you know, yeah, 14 minutes when Odson Edward got the goal, and it's that sinking feeling yet again. Um, but our goals, Kevin, two two very bizarre ones, wasn't it? Prousey's free kick mm. that just, uh, well, yeah, it was it wasn't meant, was it? Just unchallenged, just whipped it into the box, and it just went straight through Guaita. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, is it Ward, isn't it, that flaps the header? And yeah, we, 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 we always like to see him. Ward do that. Bounces in. <laughs> yeah. 
the the winner it came from a mistake from Guaita, didn't it? And it charged down by Adam Armstrong who slotted it away. I'm I'm, I'm really really pleased for for, for Adam Armstrong yeah. because you know he gets the reward for for all his hard work. And he does that a lot, doesn't he? And he doesn't really get anything for it. But but yesterday he did. Um, so I was so, so pleased. And yeah, four, four shots on target. As I said, much better. Um, but Kevin, yeah, what stood out for you in yesterday's victory? I think, yeah, it has to be the Adam Armstrong winner. It's just such a, a feel-good goal. And that, that pressure that, you know, we've seen in previous seasons that, that Saint, Saints have kept up on, on the keepers and defenders um, when, we're, when we're off the ball and just, just the the way he poaches it. I mean, Gaeta, he's kind of arrogantly just fucking around with the ball. I'm here for it. And, yeah, yeah uh, Strong punishes him from yeah, you'd think it would be quite typical for him to, to put it wide in front of, <laughs> rather than to an open net. Yeah, Mara had a chance at the end, didn't it? I thought, oh my God, it's going to finally come. He's going to finally get... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this this is the Mara that we know. But yeah, I, I, again, yeah. I, if you could pick one person to get the winner, it would you everybody would have picked Adam Armstrong, surely. Because, yeah, it's... um, Yeah, what a lovely, lovely moment for him. And I, I just... Yeah, I do love the guy, and I've really, again, I've said it so many times, I, I hope he succeeds here, I really do, I really want him to, to go on and, and, and just score every week, that would be lovely. But yeah, a, a great, yeah. great win. Maybe that's the kind of hand crank that the engine needs, and he's going to start roaring onto a, a goal-scoring run. Yes, um, but yeah, uh, it got to take the win, obviously, which is good, not... It was it was unexpected, but I'd easily easily swap that Palace victory for the Forest one though. I'd, I'd yeah, go, I'd go out the cup for three points, definitely. Because that would would that not have taken us out of the relegation? Yeah, it's so tight down there, close, isn't it? wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I just feel like that we need to be concentrating on the league. Well, of course we do. League league survival is paramount, and the, the FA Cup's going to be. It's going to be a distraction now. And, oh, incidentally, FA Cup fourth round draw is, is happening Sunday before the Chelsea and City game. And we are ball number 26. Kevin, who do you want in round four? Because I hear Boreham Wood are still in it. I just, yeah, I'll take any any weaker opposition. <laughs> so that doesn't leave many then. <laughs> uh, Boreham Wood sounds good, yeah. Yeah, I'll take Boreham Wood. That'd be lovely. Uh, and incidentally, yeah, the fourth round will be taking place on Friday the 27th uh, to Monday the 30th. So somewhere in and around there uh yeah kev so <laughs> that's our dismal uh, festive period over and done with now now we can concentrate on to on the on the pressing matters of survival uh, a trip to goodison park which we don't do very well at as we know um but before that we have man city in the carabao cup now are you even at all interested in this yeah yeah imagine beating city um i, I can't i can't even fun, imagine it so. it's <laughs> a whole load of it wouldn't it Oh, God, yeah, it would be great. Yeah, that's that's Wednesday the 11th, by the way. It's 8 p.m. kickoff and it's at St. Mary's uh, and it's on Sky Sports. Honestly, can't see it, Kev. I, I can't see anything more than a, than a heavy defeat. And I just mm-hmm. think he's going to be tinkering with the side a lot. A lot of players that are not getting time will probably be in there because um, he's got to be thinking about Saturday, hasn't he? And, and, and Everton at Goodison more so than this. Yeah, you know, I think... Um... Uh, I think they can take it for one again. I don't. I don't know where the goal was coming from. We never do, but there always seems to be one, doesn't there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham Forest, ring any bells? Yeah. Okay. That was that was just horrific. But um, 
I don't know. Yeah, looking back at our other results, um, we haven't given a team a clean sheet since Palace away. Yeah, we, we've scored in every match as far as I can remember. But this is Man City. This is, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm. Go, I'm going to say it, it's a, it's a comfortable. I don't know. I'm. I'm torn between three nil or four nil. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three nil to City, and uh, I think Tim has also gone three nil to City. Yeah. Yes, he has. So, yeah, four one to City. 3-0 to City and 3-0 to City. Um, and then after that, Kev, we go to Goodison Park, Saturday the 14th, 3pm kickoff. Um, yeah, this is a big one as well, because last five from Everton have been shocking. Almost as bad as ours, isn't it? I mean, they've lost 4-1 to Brighton. They drew 1-1 with City, though, which was which was lovely. And then they lost uh, 2-1 to Wolves, 3-0 to Bournemouth. Who loses 3-0 to Bournemouth? And then 2-0 at home to Leicester. So absolutely shocking of late from Everton. Yes, and of course they're out of the cup as well, losing 3-1 uh, to Man United on, on Friday night. Um, so yeah, but but then their record's crap. Our record's been crap, as we all know. But we've got that dismal record at Goodison, haven't we? We haven't won since November 1997. Um, that was a 2-0 win. Uh, Letizia and Kevin Davies on, on the score sheet. That just goes to show how long ago it was, Kev. I mean, what were we doing in November 97? We were still in school, weren't we? It was... The first year yeah. of secondary school, I believe. Yeah. Started big school, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and the biggest win we've ever had there was um, a 3 0 win in April 1974. Uh, Peter Osgood and Mick Shannon on the score sheet. So, again, long, long time ago. Are we going to beat them this time? Is it finally going to come to an end and we're going to stick one straight up Frank Lampard? Yeah, I'd absolutely love it. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, maybe we can finally scrape a point. Is it going to be like another forest? That, you know, both teams struggling at the bottom of the table. Uh, no one's going to want to make a mistake, and inevitably we do. Uh, or is someone going to grab it and actually go for the victory? I just don't know. Tim is actually first on the, the predictions, and he's going for a 1-0 to Everton. I've gone back and forth with this one as well, because I, I did say that we were going to beat them before we played Forest. I thought, yeah, we'll we beat Forest and we'll beat Everton, and we'll be, you know, out of trouble for a bit. You know, those six points would be crucial, especially where it's so tight down there. But since the Forest game, I'm kind of like, then I thought, no, Everton are going to beat us, aren't they? And then yesterday happened, and I thought, no, we can do it. We can score goals away from home. But I don't know. I, I'm just, I can't see us winning. I'm going to go for a 1-1 a, a draw. Uh, and Kevin, what about you? What are you? Uh, yeah, also a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. Uh, a point is <laughs> we're going to need it, aren't we? Uh, okay, then. Um, well, of course, yeah, but every point. It's going to change nothing. <laughs> no, not not for either of us at the moment, but yeah. Um, Discord, uh, Predictions League in the Discord. Uh, thanks, by the way, for correcting me, because for some reason I had Colts down wrong, and uh, Colt got the score spot on last time, so he tops the table on 32 points, followed by Dan Fox on 31 um, where are you, Kevin? You're in fourth on, on 28 points, so you're right there. And there's a, there's a whole heap, heap of players around that 24, 22 mark where I am. Um, Tim, you need to pick it up a bit, mate, because you're uh, you're third from bottom. You're in the relegation zone here. You're doing a Saints. Um, super six. <laughs> now there's been a lot of super six to go through, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the the, the uh, 
the recents. Okay, so round 23 was won by Stuart White and Paul Carpenter with 14 points. Round 24 was Terry Lubbock with 14 points. Round 25 was Gavin Burgess with 12. Round 26, again, Gavin Burgess with 16. Uh, Round 27 was Dan Buck, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, wow. Uh, and Steve Franklin on 11 points. Uh, round 28 was Jeff Stelling on 10. Round 29, Gavin Burgess on 9. Uh, overall, though, uh, Stuart White has the lead on 263. So, yes. Uh, Kevin, fantasy football. Uh, I have not done a thing since the last time we recorded. Not even looked at it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, fantasy football. Uh, yes, uh, my team's on... 58 at the moment, so uh, I am actually creeping up the, the Podest League. I'm somehow in second, five points behind uh, Oliver Beist. Tim looks like he's got the best results so far this week. 70 points. How has he managed that? Captain Kane. No, he's Captain Mitrovic as well, but he's got he's got Kane in there. We've got a, a new top three here uh, in the big league. Is it uh, me? Uh, yeah. No. no. Okay. Oh, uh, Lucy Hynett's dropped to fifth. Ooh. So, yeah, fourth place, Grand Canary of St. Paul, Gillian. Uh, or Gillian. Gillian. Probably Gillian. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ambridge's Amber Senior is in third with 1,153 points. Two points more has uh, Johnny Phillips. Better in than out. Decided to talk like Yoda for some reason, uh, because <laughs> <laughs> probably because the team top of the table is Obi Wan Kenobi Hill uh, from Alan Aiming Allen on It's all very time. Yeah, well done, well done, everyone. Yeah, um, Twenty-four. I'll pay more attention to it now. Now the football's back up, and yeah. Oh yes, it's all kick. It's all kicking off again. It's fine. Uh, right, Kev, I've got a where am I for you? I wasn't going to do one because Ooh. I couldn't be bothered, but I, I, I have got one. I did. I, I did do it in the end. Um, uh, are you eager? Uh, yes. Okay. Clue one for five points. This stadium is located 204 miles from St Mary's. Remember, first guess you can have a uh, the first clue you can have a guess for free. Um. Okay. Notts County. Ooh, no. Uh, clue two for four points approximately 165 miles east of St Andrews in Birmingham east of St Andrews that's that's a quite a big clue isn't it mm. it's going to be in East Anglia well there's not many teams in East Anglia are there could mm. probably make a decent guess I reckon <laughs> and you're going to have a guess um, on clue two for four points yeah go on why not live fast are you Okay, go uh, on then. Are you are you at Carrow Road? <laughs> it was either going to be Carrow Road or Portman Road, wasn't it? But yeah, you're yeah. right. It is Carrow Road yes. in Norwich City. Well done. Um, the next clue was uh, sitting on the banks of the River Wensum. Uh, and clue four, currently competing in the Championship after being relegated from the Premier League last season. Uh, clue five, in the county of Norfolk, have a rivalry with Ipswich in the neighbouring county of Suffolk, with a capacity of over 27,000. I am at Carrow Road. Spot on, Kevin, four points. That leaves you on 26. Yeah. Impressive. Good. Most impressive. You went some. I'll give it you. <laughs> 
I like it. I like what you did. Uh, yeah, next week we'll be diving headlong into that Man City quarterfinal uh, and, of course, the trip to Goodison Park and we'll preview the visit of Aston Villa. Hopefully Danny Ings won't be uh, back to haunt us. Um, he hasn't actually played at St Mary's since, has he? Because when he came, when Villa came uh, over last season, he was injured and that was the game that Tim was able for when Adam Armstrong yeah. scored in the Adam first Armstrong, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. So hopefully uh, he'll be taking his usual position on the bench. Uh, yeah, so all that to look forward to next week. We really, really need the Saints to start picking up some points. Um, another cup win would be good, but let's win against Everton first, shall we? Uh, so until then, up the Saints, please. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up oh, Southampton. Podcast Network.